Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Fitness Candor Podcast. Kyle Jones, the clinical director and founder of the Carolinas Chiropractic and Spinal Rehab out of Charlotte, North Carolina, joins us today. Um, I've known Kyle for a very, very, very long time. Um, I actually kind of thought about this earlier today before we jumped on, and I think, I guess it has to go back to uh, freshman high school basketball. Easily. So, yeah. 1997. Wow. Um, so we're kind of aging ourselves a little bit. And I know people out there listening are, are much older. Um, ha ha ha. So, uh, but to us, it's kind of like, wow, you know, now we're both professionals and doing our thing. So um, it's kind of cool that, that Kyle reached out to me. Uh, he's doing a lot of awesome things um, in his, in his uh, chiropractic practice. And one thing that I know I've talked a lot about on uh, most recent podcasts are mobility, uh, specifically people who sit, who are sitting at desks, which really is who I see on a daily basis. And I know Kyle, you do too. So um, I want to get into a little bit about how people can move a little more, a little better, more efficiently while sitting at a desk and, and being um, more or less a, a, a work desk uh, jockey, I guess, so to, so to speak. And then we can kind of go into something that he built and created and um, learn more about that too. So Kyle, welcome to the show, man. I appreciate you doing this. Thanks for having me here. Excited uh, to talk to you. This is going to be fun. So tell us a little bit more about who you are, um, how you got started. We can kind of go from there. Excellent. Uh, you know, I'm a chiropractic physician. Uh, unfortunately, my basketball career didn't take off like I expected to, so I had to go to school and get a real job. But uh, after high school, and I went to Webster University, did my undergraduate coursework to gain acceptance into chiropractic school. I uh, went to Logan University in Saint, just outside of St. Louis, um, was there for four years, and um, graduated with my doctor of chiropractic degree in 2007. Um, immediately after that, we moved to Charlotte and worked some associateships in different places here in Charlotte, two or three different locations, um, gained some great experience working with family practice, working with, um, you know, athletes, different types of practices. And then in 2009, I decided it was time to do my own thing. And I opened uh, Carolina's Chiropractic and Spinal Rehab and um, we've, we've been growing since. So it's been great. That's awesome. What was your major, what was your main intent when you first started into, into the practice? Like what was your, what was your focus when you went in and decided that you were going to be a, a chiropractor? It, it, it's an interesting question. Um, I, Apparently, I told my parents at, in second grade that I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, and so right. healthcare was always apparently a, a, a passion for me. Um, obviously, I didn't know which discipline it would be. It wasn't until I was in college and I was playing uh, golf in college and had a nagging pain on the inside of that left shoulder blade and just couldn't get it to go away. I tried multiple different types of treatment options, and no one seemed to be able to get it under control. Well. Sure enough, I tried a, a, a chiropractor, and he was able to find that the actual cause was coming from the base of my neck and not necessarily in the shoulder blade. And he adjusted me four, six, eight times, and it, it went away, and it stayed away. Now, interestingly now, whenever I get some free time and I play golf, 
unfortunately those things tend to come back a little bit, mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty eye opening to me. It made me realize I'm, I've always been to health and into health and fitness and, um, eating right and all these different types of things. And so once I started to explore more about what the profession was about, it really aligned with who I am as a person. And so it became an easy transition for me. So that was at, at that point is when I, I started pursuing chiropractic. Okay. So describe the people that you work with, um, on a daily basis then are they, are they people who have gone through similar experiences as you or what kind of gamut do you run? You know, it depends. When I first opened, obviously people aren't rushing to me. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you have to gain that credibility and you have to learn, uh, teach the community that you are their go-to for certain types of things, just as you are for uh, personal training. And so initially I was getting those people in their third tier of trial of care, so to speak. You know, they had failed um, over-the-counter medication. They had failed physical therapy. They had been failed by possibly even a back surgery at some point or something of that sort. Uh, whereas now, developing a relationship with the other medical providers in our uh, community, now we tend to be a portal of entry first stop for a lot of these people. Um, just because uh, our, you know, their referrals from another, another patient or a family member or friend or whatever it may be. So now we get them um, where it doesn't take us quite as long to get them better just because they're getting to us quicker, which is huge. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and it's, you think like now, and I'm, you're, obviously you, I don't deal with um, insurance or healthcare on that side of things n at all, zero. Uh, I've had some people ask me why not and, you know, kind of, honestly, I just don't want to deal with all the paperwork. That's the key, right? <laughs> when it comes down to it, man, it's just, I, I don't want to be bothered with it. But what kind of... Um, what kind of effects do you do you think uh, the healthcare system has taken? Um, maybe like what what you've seen in the beginning of your career to now in terms of maybe the overall people you help, the kinds of injuries or uh, prehab treatments that you see. Do you, have you seen like a different flux in the past, like you know, 10, 15 years? Yeah, I mean, no question, chiropractic care is becoming more mainstream every single day. People are becoming more open-minded to it you know now every single sports professional sports team has chiropractors associated with it um, the olympics actually the, the medical director of the olympic the winter olympic team is a chiropractor oh that's and awesome so, yeah there's i mean the the profession has is continuing to gain traction it's because one we help people we get them well but then also the research is starting to catch up with what we do um, but to answer the question you know it insurance has changed drastically since i started and i think everyone would tell you over the last 10 years, their insurance has changed drastically right. you know, um, from premium perspective to the higher deductibles and all these different things. So, you know, from a, from a, from a cost perspective, uh, chiropractic care tends to be on the lower part of that totem pole as far as, you know, compare it to a fusion surgery in the spine, we're way on the opposite extreme, right? I mean, a 50 to $60, $70 adjustment is nothing compared to $150,000 fusion surgery. Right. So my point is that with deductibles getting higher and premiums going higher, our cash business is going through the roof because people are opting just to not even use their insurance because there really isn't even the, the benefits there, but it's not really a benefit. They're paying yeah. out of pocket anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Uh, that, so that kind of leads me right into what you're doing now um, with, with peak posture. And, that, and that's kind of um, – is something that I've been posture in general. Um, and we can kind of get into what, what that, that definition means for it probably means different things to different people. If you're an athlete, if you're not an athlete, if you know, depending on your stage in life as a professional or just your age in general, um, obviously we want to try to achieve the best posture 
um, most of the time, possibly. So tell, tell, tell everybody a little bit more about what peak posture is, what you're trying to achieve with that, and then we can kind of uh, dive into that. Because I think that's a good segue because as, as things become more expensive, maybe um, a little accessible in some areas, more accessible in some, obviously, I mean, everybody has, almost everybody has one of these, right? And so that, that's become um, a medium for everybody in almost every industry. You can connect with, with somebody and get the main points that you're trying to strive uh, through, through a phone. So, right. um, well, and one of the, the best things about our profession is we preach prevention, right? And so not just prevention of back pain, neck pain, but overall health. We we're huge advocates of nutrition and things of that sort. Um, what peak posture is, is as my practice has uh, just grown and changed over the course of 10 years, we've noticed a huge uh, increase in people that are, have sedentary lifestyles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I first started practicing 10 years ago, we didn't have iPhones and yeah. shocking that 10 years ago, there wasn't this iPhone thing. Crazy. So even in my short career, I've started to see different sets of injuries that weren't present whenever I first started. I mean, they weren't, we weren't uh-huh. being taught in school about, you know, the hypolordosis or the um, reversal of the curve in the neck in a 14 year old, you know, these were motor vehicle accident patients that were much, much older. And so anyway, point being is that we've developed this app because Society is changing and society is developing this global epidemic of poor posture. And it comes from the advent of technology and it comes from the inability to have to be upright and moving and dynamic all day, every day. Right. Um, We are a bipedal uh, organism. We're supposed to be upright and standing all the time. Whereas, Mm -hmm. you know, now it's somewhere around 13 hours a day that we're sitting. We sleep eight hours a day. So you're talking about 21 hours a day of doing nothing. So Peak Posture is an app. Um, it's going to be released on the Apple Store initially. And basically the whole premise of it, it's, it's simple. It's a, it's a three-minute stretching app where we go through six exercises, 30 seconds each. They are designed to be able to be done at your computer or seated or in a car at a stoplight. Um, but they're meant to be done on a repetitious basis, you know, a couple times a day in order just to remind your postural muscles that tend to fatigue with lack of movement to wake them up. They're waking them up so that you can um, let them know that we need to hold this body upright so it doesn't continue to fall into that forward, rounded, stooped posture Mm -hmm. um, that ultimately is going to lead to numerous other conditions. And we can get into that a little later. But, um, you know, and the other thing I started to realize was the solutions out there weren't great. And it's interesting to me that Obviously, in America, we're going to figure out a way to monetize everything, right? That's just what we do. Yeah. But, um, you know, we put all this money and time on ergonomics and into furniture. And so it was funny to me how we're investing in furniture and not investing in person. Instead of strengthening yeah. a person and strengthening their body, we're just putting them into a different, a different chair or a different yep. Computer station. So anyway, the app is meant to um, notify you multiple times a day. It has built-in reminders. It also has a built-in computer monitor position change um, reminder, so that you can ultimately change your workstation setup. So it does fit that ergonomical um, philosophy as well. Nice. Yeah. So uh, a couple of things. Uh, uh, things I want to uh, unpack there. You mentioned the uh, the the posture uh, muscles. So what exactly? Like let's let's kind of dig into those first and. Um, maybe give people um, more of a visual of what you're talking about. 
Yeah, so the postural muscles, um, they're more of an endurance muscle, right? They're not meant yeah. to necessarily move. They're just meant to hold. And as we know, they need, they need breaks in order to reset themselves. And so it's not a phasic muscle where you're moving it and it's constantly getting re, re, uh, you know, it's not getting a break. Whenever you're sitting in one position, those muscles are constantly being activated and ultimately they're going to fatigue and just shut off and allow you to do what you need to do. Once those muscles start to weaken, deactivate, then you're going to go into whatever gravity is going to do with you and gravity is going to typically pull you forward. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the, the muscles on the back are going to be a little weaker. The ones on the front are going to be a little tight and constricted. Um, and that's overgeneralization. I know that we're not getting deep into specific muscle muscles, but um, as you develop that forward posture, then ultimately that's going to create that pattern. And that pattern is going to be what you're living with. And what posture is, is a pattern. I and mean, that's what your body, it's, it's your body's way of figuring out how to balance. And so, um, you know, even the worst postures are actually balanced. It's just they're balanced to counteract whatever their normal daily life is. Yeah. So that's interesting because like I, I'm thinking when, and everybody can do this because everybody's probably listening on, on some kind of uh, mobile device. Like you're, you're looking straight down at your device instead of upright, which I know a lot of people are starting to preach and I'm holding my phone in front of my face, like try yeah. to try, try to be upright as possible. Look forward, bring your, like you're reading a book, whatever the hell those are, you, <laughs> you open it up in front of your face and you know, you, you see them right in front. You don't look down. Um, but so from what I, what I see is when I feel is I, when I'm sitting upright and I take my phone, I look down at it. So I'm looking down, my head goes down, my shoulders went in, rotate in and my lower back gets, gets kind of weak. Right. So and the only thing that I, 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 I've talked a lot about this too. There's like an upstream downstream effect to those kind of things. Um, so if, if everything is starting to curl in, your hips have to adjust, which means your low back has to adjust, which means certain parts of your glutes, which are a powerhouse of your body have to adjust. Your hamstrings, um, might do something different. Your knees are going to have to adjust and then ankles and that affects everything, right? It affects everything. So no matter what you think about, well, you know, even if you're, cause I mean, what 14 year old kid who, who's going to, who, who cares? They don't know what's going to happen 40 years down the line. I mean, right. they look at their phone all day long and eventually, I mean, this is, you're going to end up with uh, a different kind of curve than you're, you're, you're meant to. Right. Um, so, okay, good. So what, so what are those conditions called and what are those um, maybe some of the ones that you're seeing the most that you hope that uh, peak posture will, will help? Yeah, and I mean, they're simple. You can, there's multiple different names for it, but anterior head carriage, forward head posture, tech neck, um, all these different types. Hyper- yeah, tech neck, hyperkyphosis. I mean, there's all these different types of things that have been, um, you know, kind of pinned to say the same thing, so to speak. Um, you know, you're talking about that 14-year-old kid, and I, I just know growing up in Centralia, there was definitely a, from the older from whether it was parents or grandparents, there was, we were reminded regularly to correct our posture. And at some point along the way, that kind of disappeared in society. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, you're right. That's really weird. It doesn't huh. seem like, cause I, I know my grandmother would always say sit up straight. And, oh wow. Yeah. Um, it, it disappeared and it became almost, and sadly, and I, I use this analogy, but it's almost like as America kind of continued to get larger and larger and larger and more overweight, it became normal. And yeah. so now when you have these poor postures, it's, it's more normal than anything. And I treat a lot of these kids that they come in and I mean, we're talking a, 
you know, two, three, four inch forward head carriage where their ears are in, in front of their shoulders. And again, that is, that's training. It's, they train that body in that position because their, their body wasn't actually ever strong enough and hadn't developed well enough be, before they started to stress it in the main means that they stressed it, you know? Um, so what, what are the ramifications of this? Right. And you know, the reason I call this a, a it's a, it really is becoming a global health epidemic. And the reason I say that is because it's not just back pain, neck pain, headaches. Those are the three things that come to my office with this problem. There's the research is starting to show that there is a significant reduction in cardiovascular function. There's a significant reduction in pulmonary output. Uh, and if you think about it, if you bend forward at your waist and with your shoulders round and try to take a big deep breath, you can't do it. Yeah. So when you're upright and you're moving, you know, and the other analogy I like to use with that is we all know what happens to a horse when a rip goes lame. It, it's not able to sustain life, right? Right. Um, and it's, it's almost the same thing. It's a slow death with a person if they are sedentary or if, they're, if they have this poor posture. But, um, you know, it, the other thing that's come along with it is they're starting to show that these um, these people with the forward head carriage are not quite as confident. They don't show that same self-esteem. They don't feel as confident about themselves and their, um, you know, just their awareness of, of, of what they're trying to accomplish. Um, cognitive dysfunction, they're starting to show cognitive decline quicker in elderly that have forward head carriages and hyperkyphosis. Um, not to mention their, the increased risk of falling because they are not, um, you know, their body basically is not communicating correctly because they don't yeah. know where it is in space, right? Right. So, um, and this is another thing that it, it kind of it, it, it interests me to a great deal is that I apologize about that phone. No, don't worry about it. Um, it the what they're showing. So I, I know what I was going to say the the forward head carriage. You have these people that are doing these deactivation syndromes all day, every day. These young kids that are sitting, 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 sitting. Well, then they immediately leave school after this poor posture, and then they run out and go try to do um, you know club soccer. And so yeah. now you go from this extreme sedentaryism to this extreme high level of competition, which I don't think you and I even went through, you know, no. we were just much more active as people back then. Yeah. Yeah. But what, what, what I was, was going to add on to that is on, on top of that, you're okay. You said sitting at a desk, you, you have, you know, multiple, if you have one sport, you probably have two or three. Right. Um, and then, then you go to eating breakfast, you're at a desk or at a table, you go to laying down. So keep all of that in mind also, right? I mean, your daily activities are, are mostly sitting. There's maybe two to three hours cumulative in your day that you're upright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. Right. And you know, and what they're showing is that obviously exercise is fantastic, but it's, it's very difficult to make up for all that sedentaries. I and mean, you know that, you know, yeah. I mean, the best way to ultimately um, challenge our body is by constantly challenging it, not, yeah. not, just in segments, right? Yeah, and one thing that I I like to add because I I'm a I'm a I'm a huge proponent of of people resting, and so so for me, you know, someone who like like today, from five to five, I was on my feet constantly with with clients. So you know, now that I'm sitting, I kind of feel like oh, thank God I get to rest. But I still know that, like you said, the body is meant to be meant to be mobile. However, we can adapt to extreme stressors by rest. Now, rest doesn't mean like, you know, you're laying around for six to eight hours a day. Rest is just you're not doing that activity. That's right. So, so you know, taking, I don't want people to think like, well, Eric, you always stress like how much to rest. I'm not, I'm not saying like kick your feet up for 12 to 16 hours and like just 
take a complete break. If you're one of those people who are like freak exercisers who do, who do it nonstop, then yeah, that's, we're talking a different story, but especially for that, like that young person. Um, and you know, if they're in one, like I said, if they're in one sport, they're a hundred percent, they're probably in, at least now, like I was only involved in one sport at a time. Right. Like I can't, you know, I don't, I don't even understand. Like kids have two to three to four sports. Lacrosse is really big in uh, Cincinnati. So I hear kids going from basketball to lacrosse, um, they go, you know, they have a, um, a musical instrument they play, which more than likely they're sitting down. Um, it's just, it's nonstop. And eventually, and maybe you can even attest to this, like we're getting to the point now where, um, I know the last time I went to, to my eye doctor, I don't, I can't remember exactly how the conversation got started, but they're saying they're starting to notice like research is starting to show that our vision is starting to slowly kind of collapse in because we don't, I mean, obviously, I mean, we're, we're top predators, but we're only looking in one, in one form now. And that goes along with that upstream downstream thing. Everything is starting to be in this one little circle. Like we're going back in evolution. That's right. And I mean, if you think about it, the room that you're in all the time is going to have four core or four walls. And so why does your brain need to keep telling you there's something out here if it's just a wall? It doesn't. So eventually it's going to slowly kind of get rid of that, I would think. Um, but the, you know, back to your point about this, the athletes playing year-round sports and ultimately not taking breaks, it, it is, it's, it's really interesting um, because I think that, again, they go and they work at that high level, but then what do they do when they get home? They don't go out and run around in the backyard and play. Yeah. They go in and sit back on their phone or their iPad or whatever it may be, and I'm not blaming any of them. I mean... If you and I had that when we were young, I guarantee you we had chosen that as well. I mean, we went outside because there was nothing to do. <laughs> you know? Yeah, put our Nintendo or PlayStation One is nearly not as awesome as PlayStation Four. <laughs> I mean, and you get it. You're an adult. Think if you were a child, you know. Oh my God, it'd be amazing. <laughs> I would so, never go outside. Exactly. But to your point about the standing all day, uh, you know, standing in one position all day is not any better than sitting all day. And no, yeah, no way. These are postural muscles, and they're going to fatigue. And um, I, I see that firsthand with my wife, and she's a pharmacist. And she stands at a, a one spot all day, and she has her own set of issues. I'm sitting here talking to these patients all day about sitting, and then my wife stands in one spot. And so you're gonna, you know, you're gonna hurt something. And so that's what I mean is about just being dynamic. And that's the whole point of that that app is just to remind you to to take that break, to um, to reset that posture, to ultimately, and it's it's a it's not a one-time thing and you're done. I mean, this is something right. people have to make a conscious effort to do uh, for a long-term period in order to prevent. And, you know, prevention a lot of times, obviously, uh, you, know, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. We know that. But the hard part is, is that, you know, a lot of times we don't fix our car until it's broken. And yeah. it's the same thing with our bodies. A lot of times we, we, we try to turn off these warning signs until it's really, you can't turn it off anymore. And, so it takes a special person to jump onto prevention, but I'll tell you, if they started doing these things where they were preserving posture, uh, improving mobility, strengthening those key muscles, um, obviously what you're doing, you know, and that will uh, ultimately help them age well. And, um, you know, I, I, you see, I see two types of older patients and I feel like I see the one that's on 10 medications that's 75 hmm. years old, or I see the one that's 75 years old on zero medications and still, you know, gardens five days a week and walks four miles a day with her friends. And, you know, it, it's just a very yeah. different, 
and you can't tell me it's all genetics. I do think there is a genetic component to it, but um, I think it's a lot of lifestyle choices as well. Yeah, big time. And the more the more like advanced we get, the easier these opportunities are going to be. Like it, we've talked a lot about the past decade. The past dec- decade, I think we've the past decade is definitely the biggest spike in uh, in not only technological advancements, but just how easy our lives have become. They were easy before that. Let's not get it twisted. Like we're, you know, we're Americans. We're, we've have like the best life almost on every scale you can possibly imagine. Um, You know, like I don't want to get into like economics and things like that, but you you know what I mean? So everybody knows what I mean. But in in the past 10 years, if I can order, if I can order something on my phone from the couch while I'm watching, (laughs) you know, like walking dead, I'm going to do that. That's right. You know, I, I mean, it's it, it's and, and it was easier before that because I could just walk into a grocery store where everything's available to me. But now I go and pick my groceries, and I'm admit, I'm admitting this to everybody who listens, all seven of you. I <laughs> I I use ClickList, so I pull up to Kroger. I I call them and I say, Hey, I'm here, and they come out and they put groceries in my car for me. <laughs> so Eric, it's just, I know. Is- stop. No, this is music to my ears because that's the NASCAR team I treat. It's a Kroger click list. Are you, you serious? It? Yes, they are. They are fantastic sponsors in, um, in well, NASCAR. Good. And so I'm helping you then. You are helping us. Yes. <laughs> if, if, and all you have to say is that you actually found out about click list through NASCAR and now then it's a home run. Perfect. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to try to get them as a sponsor. Actually. I think that'd be great. Um, <laughs> But, but my point is like, it, you know, it affects everybody on all levels and it's not like it's, it's, it's a, such a great thing because now we can take a tool like yours and, and have it ready for everybody that needs it. Right. I mean, I, I guarantee I'm going to tell all of my clients about it because most of them are at uh, a desk job and okay. So, so now we're, now we're thinking, and I, I, there's a couple different things in my mind, so I'm trying to get too sidetracked, but so now we're thinking on this, on this scale of, um, well, Eric, you know, you, you say you have to be active for at least 30 minutes every other day, strength training, and then a little cardio, go out and take a walk, play with your kids. What good is this app going to do me? Look, if we're talking about something as important as your spine being in a position, and st- I beg you, start to notice that if you're sitting at a desk for eight to 10 hours a day, really start to notice how your shoulders and how your neck and how your back feels compared to when you're standing for eight to 10 hours a day or moving around for eight to 10 hours a day. It's a total, total different, different world. Our body's not meant to go in one direction either. It rotates, it flexes, it extends. So something, the technology that you're able to put into something that we have with us all the time is, is just another advancement. Um, and it, I mean, it like, it eliminates an excuse. You know, like you don't have to go somewhere. It's right there for you. Um, well, and if, 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 if it can notify you, you know, all you have to do is set the time and day you want to be notified. It'll, yeah. it'll, it'll send you a push notification. I have an iWatch and it sends it straight through my iWatch. And so it buzzes on my wrist. I look at it and ultimately, it, you know, if nothing else, it creates postural awareness because if I don't have time to do that exercise right there, I guarantee you when that thing notifies me, I sit back right and I yep. reset my body. Perfect. And so, um, you know, we're trying to develop that awareness because if you can, if you can create an awareness, then ultimately you can correct an issue, right? You can't correct an issue until the awareness is there. So if you're aware there's a problem, now we're getting close to that correction type of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, 86% of people sit for their job. 
I mean, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure that that number may be a little off, but I mean, that it seems right. And I mean, the patients I treat, I know that it's at least that many, you know, I don't know many, it's just, you don't see many laborers anymore. There's just, it's mainly people that are stuck behind a desk. And I know, especially in suburban America and um, the metropolitan areas with the corporations that are running the show, most of the people are sitting, you know? Yeah. So there's a huge, there's a, definitely a huge opportunity out there to get in front of these people. Yeah, definitely. So another thing I wanted to, to cycle back to uh, was uh, I was literally, okay, on my way home, I was talking to Jason Meyer, right? My best friend, um, same thing. No, no, he's good, man. It's funny because I told him, I was like, dude, I'm, I'm driving home right now. Could we try to talk like once a week? Right. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I always tell him I'm a terrible friend because I, he'll call me and I can't, I just don't call him back. I'm sorry, right. Jason. I'm apologizing to you right now. But uh so I'm talking to him and I'm telling him, you know, I, I've got a podcast with Kyle Jones. She's like, oh, I was just thinking about him the other day, you know, like where, where is he? And, you know, because the whole basketball relationship. And, um, and so I was talking to him about what we we're going to discuss. And he's like, you know, I, I've meant to ask you, uh, he, he started asking about some exercises his uh, eight year, seven or eight year old um, kids should, should do. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Like they're, they're already playing basketball, right? He's like, yeah. I'm like, your son Cash is playing basketball. What else is he doing? He's playing baseball. Great. Have him do those things. And then a couple times a week, go to a park, go to a jungle gym. Right. Like what? There's nothing else. Cause he's saying like he's, you know, they're playing these elite teams and these coaches come out and they have these, you know, seven, eight year olds doing all these warm up exercises, warm up exercise. What do you, for what? Like seven, eight year old kids are like the most pliable person. If you tell them to drop into a squat, their ass is going to go to the floor. Their chest is up. Their blades are retracted. Like they can go overhead with their hands. It's unreal. Like they, and I told them, I was like, man, don't worry about it. Like, you know, if, if cash was like super just unmotivated, not doing sports and not wanting to go outside and do stuff, then okay. We could talk about some like, you know, very basic things you can have them do. But even then it's like, turn off all the electronics and go outside and chase a butterfly i don't know like chase do something do like something. do something yeah, that's but exactly. it's just funny that the even inside the sport itself even inside a sport it's like i feel like a coach that would have a kid do mobility drills and warm-ups and stretches before a game at that age you see it you see pros do it you see college athletes do it you see high maybe some high school athletes did it like I just told him, like, aren't you guys doing, like, um, warm-up drills, like, basket, like doing layups and things like that, like ball passes? Like, what else do you need? That's right. Yeah. Like, they're going to go out and play the game for however long it lasts. Uh, I mean, the one thing that I noticed with my boys is that, and they're still young, but they run everywhere they go. And when their alarm goes off at 6 in the morning, they are up <laughs> and their little feet are running through the house. And if I tried to do that, I'd be out of commission for several weeks. You know? <laughs> so. I mean, to your point that these, those kids are, it's very difficult to injure them. <laughs> yeah, it is. Their bodies are so resilient and you know, I, I don't have children, but it's just like, I see, I see these, I see kids that fall down and they do like these rolls, you know, like they hit the ground and they'll roll. And I'm like, if I did that, I guarantee I'd break a shoulder. There's no doubt about it. Like there's, and, and they get up and they just keep going and it's just unreal. I'm like, Hey, are you hurt? And they're like, no, I'm fine. Why? I'm like, Oh, you just ran into a brick wall. Like I didn't, <laughs> I thought you'd stop. <laughs> Not, it doesn't even affect them. They don't even realize they did it, right? No, it's, it's unbelievable. And it, so, so my, my point being is that even, even on those levels, um, you know, we're still trying to do more with people. And instead of doing, I think, 
uh, we've got this whole attitude of the more we can do, the better we'll be. And I honestly think it's a quality situation and not a quantity situation. Um, I see it all the time with people that I train. They want to do more and more and more and more and more during the workout, even if they're with me for an hour. Um, And I try to stress like, let's do a half hour with, with most people. I like seeing a half hour of really strict strength training twice, two to three times a week, no more than that. Um, mixed in with other activities that they do on the outside. But if you, if you are, if you're, if you're exercising or you're moving in general, try to focus on doing the movement as perfect as you possibly can. Don't worry about getting more in. And I don't know if you have any, any thoughts on that. And I, I harp on that a lot, I think, but it's worth harping on. Well, definitely two little points to that. And, you know, I was listening to one of your podcasts the other day and it was the systematic Cincinnati Bengals, uh, strength, and conditioning coach. Yeah, the former coach. Yeah. Yes. Kim Wood. I forgot his name. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, but he was, I remember him speaking about one of his best athletes that he ever worked with and he would work out for 15 or 20 minutes and that was it. Yep. And, I mean, it goes to that point is that this guy, I don't think you have to do, like you said, quantity if you're doing a quality and yep. really targeting what you're trying to do, trying to accomplish. And, you know, that's one of the things that I, I struggled with. And, um, I've done a lot of evaluations, trying different exercises with patients over the course of 10 years, um, doing things that they can actually, they can reproduce, do it correctly. Um, And I mean, I've probably been through 50, 75 different types of exercises and really was struggling. Which ones do I pick for this? Right? Because I mean, you could spend all day, every day teaching them different exercises that obviously you're not going to hit every single uh, muscle group while you're seated right that's not the point of this the point of this is to do something right and so you know if if this is something that feels like it's helping you but you need additional care well then they're gonna have to see a professional for that right yeah Um, but this i chose six exercises they're simple they're um, you can do them correctly you know it's not like you're gonna have to do multiple different movements and you're trying to figure it out while you're doing it i mean they're very simple simple types of exercises that's awesome. And it, and that's great. And, and I mean, obviously like the only equipment you need is yourself and you have that's your phone right. with you. So right. I mean, how much easier does it get? That's, I mean, that's the name, that's the name of the game. Um, so when do you have, I don't want to like put you on the spot. Do you have like a release date for this bad boy or yeah, are we just kind of the, the app store? Um, they're in the final stages of approval. So we've okay. gone through 23 builds of it and this Hurry is up, Apple. the final build. So we're done. We're, we've, we're fine with it internally. Um, now it's just a matter of Apple approving it. So, um, we're, we're days away. And so, um, I'm hoping to have that thing out. I mean, I'll give them a month. So let's put it by the end of March, have that thing out running. And, uh, I'm, I'm excited to launch it because I think this is just the start of it. And as we start to see users and we get some feedback on it, um, then we're going to be able to modify slightly. Um, we're going to be able to do upgrades to it. Um, and the the best is yet to come because we've, we've got future plans, which is fun. Nice. I, I feel like we need to give a shout out to John too while we're at it. Yeah, we're talking about high school friends. Uh, <laughs> John Robinson. Yeah, he helped us. He's he's a, a big part of this. He did all the design. And so, you know, mine was just, I had the easy job. I just said, this is what I want. And then John had the hard part of trying to make it look like what I wanted. <laughs> and he, he, did a, he did an incredible job. He's, he's a talented, talented guy. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, cool, man. Well, hey, Kyle, if uh, people have more questions, comments, concerns, um, and they want to learn more about you, what you do, and they also want to look for Peak Posture, where's the best way to get hold of you? Right now, um, it's peakposture.com. 
Um, it's P-E-A-K, posture.com. Um, and then more about myself, my practice website is carolinaschiropractic.com. Um, and we're in Charlotte, North Carolina, like I said. Awesome. Well, Kyle, man, I, I really appreciate it. And I think you're doing awesome stuff and I hope people really do get a hold of you. And as soon as this comes out, obviously, you know, we'll know and we'll do a immediate release and, and get the word out to people and, um, you know, get some feedback, uh, going your way so we can get some more people healthy and mobile, man. I appreciate your time and love the podcast, man. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, Get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor. <laughs>